This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's Speroni. He rolls the ball out to Cannon. He's got options in front of him. He picks out Thomas. This is a nice looking move from Palace. That's a neat ball to Ambrose. A space on the right. Good turn. He crosses into Johnson. Oh yes. Back of the nest. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I am your host Terence Ford of redandbluearmy.co.uk and I am joined by Albert Curley and Mike Scott to talk all things Crystal Palace. Mourinho has been sacked by Manchester United, could this be good news for Palace? The drinking league has been revealed, how do we fare? And what's your favourite Christmas movie? These are just some of the questions we will address on the show. Looking ahead to City and talk focuses on whether or not Vicente Guaita and Martin Kelly should keep their places and if Roy will mix things up or go toe-to-toe with City. Let's go, you stupid people. Right, yes, we're joined again this week by Albert Curley returning from yet another holiday. Welcome back, sir. Where you been this time? Wasn't a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so, so where were you? Just AWOL again? Uh, do you know what? I can't even remember. I'm very busy at the moment. It's probably work-related, to be honest. No. Um, having to put the hours in, you know, before the Christmas shutdown. Uh, um, it's the season to be jolly and all that. that that's not a, a like a Christmas grime single. <laughs> <laughs> See what I've done there? I basically now want you to write that song. Give me five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about grime music? Um, never mind. In the background, we also have Mike Scott filling in for Sam Heskiff this week. Thank you, sir. Yeah, a couple of octaves lower down than Heskiff, I think, but I'm here, yeah. Yeah, far less nasally. Hmm. Yeah. And it was, my, it was my last day at work today, so that's great, isn't it? Oh, that's not bad. It was, um, I've got a half day tomorrow and then I'm going to work in stores for a couple of days, so that'll be fun. Stacking, sh- stacking shelves at Christmas time mm, in, the, in the jolly old north. I might wear my red and blue palace scarf before we play City on Saturday. <laughs> nice. Right, before we go any further, let's get into this. Damn, I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? I'll leave you three to it, man. Right, I'm really excited about beer check this week because I have a 
I have a great one. But we'll start with Mike first. What you got, sir? Well, because it's Christmas, I've been mixing it up. Um, and that kind of started, I mean, I said it was my last day today. I actually t- took uh, Monday and Tuesday off work um, on holiday. <laughs> so I've done, I've done a one-day week. Um, so I was in... It's the dream, uh, it's the dream. Yeah, I was in I was in the local Weatherspoons um, and they were doing a dark ale uh, festival because, uh, yeah, I'm not really into the IPAs the same as you, um, but I do love a porter. Um, so I was indulging in some plum pudding yesterday, um, and I've tried to rec- I've tried to look for some porter today when I've been in the shop and found nothing that's tipped my fancy. So I've gone with the the standard Holston, but I've also made myself a a white Russian chaser with soy milk. So <laughs> with soy milk. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But between the two, I'm, I'm still with. Yeah, he started with the one day week dream and then just rapidly went downhill to to weird <laughs> to wholesome pills. Yeah, that just reminds me of Tottenham. Anyone else? Always. Yeah, well, but it, it does taste good, but not as good as the plum pudding. Like I've just been walking around today trying to replicate the taste, and it, it's not possible. Um, Albert, you ever had a soya milk white Russian? Can't say I have. <laughs> uh, I do consider myself somewhat, you know, in touch with local you know sort of modern culinary trends but no the the soya white russian isn't isn't something that's great graced um wd19 missing out well i mean what i'd like to hear more about the plum pudding as well to be honest is that a drink that tastes like a plum pudding or well if i just explain that it was sex in a glass i mean because i had another plum porter first and it was quite bitter and this was just like you wouldn't need a dessert on Christmas Day. You just need a keg of this. In fact, you wouldn't even need Christmas dinner. You just need a keg of this. This is my problem with like re- like craft and real ales and lagers is that some of them have got names like plum pudding and you think, oh, it's probably going to taste like plum pudding. And then you've got other things that have like badger's camel toe. Like, and it's like, you just you just don't know what you're getting with the, based on the name. Yeah, but a £2.15 a pint. So you only have to put up with, you know, a few dodgy pints and then like... The Weatherspoons news being full of Brexit. Um, between between those two things, you can you, you, you can put them aside for the two pound fifteen pints, can you? You can get Brexit and a pint in there for about four pound fifty, can't you? <laughs> what are you drinking, Albert? Uh, just a nice nice cold Australia for me. Uh, I think you've got work to do after this. Should you be drinking? That's why I'm drinking a a, a mild. I, I like I'd be drinking anything else. I'd, <laughs> Middle, middle of the road beer thank you very much all right so this week i went down to gypsy hill brewery and they have a beer it's an indian pal out called baller now i've put it on my twitter so if you go to at red and blue army one on twitter you will be able to see that i'm not having it that the palace fans down at gypsy hill brewery haven't modeled the character on the can on luka milivojevic i mean i'm mike it was you who said it might be a cross between milivojevic and kevin day but oh mate i think I, I I think it's got to be him. I mean, it's quite a, it's quite a wide margin. <clears throat> there's not they're not two people that you would look at and think <laughs> there's much re- there's much resemblance. That's I think I said the love child of the two of them. All oh, right. Um, wow, what, a, what an image! So it says Baller. Baller is an Indian palau. It's brewed with eight different malts and then crammed full of mosaic Mo- mosaic. Citra, lots of small tiles, and you <laughs> and you cannot hops. It's big, punchy, juicy hot bomb. 
born and bred in Serbia. So, sorry, born and bred in London. Goes well with rags to riches. Drink it and talk to people. So there you go. That's what I'm doing. I'm drinking and talking to people. Um, and drinking is something that Crystal Palace fans do extremely well. Um, a poll's recently come out. Took 2,000 people, 100 from each club. And um, it was discovered the Crystal Palace fans with 40 units a week on average are the biggest drinkers in the Premier League. Albert, do you think there's a direct correlation to form? Bad form, yes. <laughs> uh, 40 units a week? What's that? 20 beers? Yeah, what's a pint? Two two units? Yeah. I mean, even if it's 1.8 units, that's still quite a lot, isn't it? Mm, I think it's got a lot to do with cost because like you, t- you take London Stadium the other day, it was what, 5.10 for a tiny little Heineken? Whereas Pint and Palace sales four quid in the homestay, isn't it? So, mm, yeah, mate. I mean, we're sitting here, we're sitting here saying it sounds unrealistic. Mike's got what well, have you got? A plum pudding something with a white Russian chaser. <laughs> so you're that's like five units already, right? For you today. Yeah, my can says two point five units on the back. So, mate, mate, it's um. I, th- I can see easily how you'd get up to 40 units a week. I went out for I went out to a gig last night to see a band called John, Crystal Palace-based band, two-piece, look them up, John times two on social media. And um, yeah, I got through at least five pints on um, on that night last night. So um, yeah, I'm, all, <laughs> I'm, I'm already pushing 40 in two days. Uh, but yeah, well done, Palace. It's always nice to be top of the league in something, even if it is something that is, you know, distinctly unhealthy. Someone who's not top of the league anymore or has been at all at Man United is Jose Mourinho, who was sacked this week. Um, Mike, is this the first step or the final step in his, let's face it, the dream he has to become a coach of Crystal Palace Football Club? Could be. He didn't want to give anything away when he was being interviewed today, did he? As he was, as he was walking down the street, uh, he said he was going to Battersea, but <laughs> maybe he was going a little bit further south than, he, than that. It's yeah. possible. Did he really say he was going Battersea? Yeah, the, the the guy the guy was like asking him questions. He said, "I don't mind if you come with me if you want to walk to Battersea with me." So you know, unless he's going, I don't know, unless he's going Millwall or back to Chelsea, maybe they're doing too well there now without him, aren't they? Mm, but um, Albert, would you welcome Marino in? You know, like he's come into a club where he had no onus to attack and he can just sit back and shit out his way to one 0 victories. He'd love a bit of that, wouldn't he? Mate, get him in. Roy out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, let's be honest. This just isn't going to happen, is it? As much as he's praised our fans in the past, I don't think he'll, his ego would allow him to take the step down and come and manage little old Crystal Palace. So, um, yeah. But I was like, I tweeted that it's, you know, the final step in his dream of becoming Palace coach and people went nuts for it and were liking it all over the place. So, um I think everyone understood it was a joke. Um, I don't know if this was a joke or not. Uh, ben Teke uh, apparently been offered on loan to Besiktas. Now, um, Mike, this was this come from DR's mouth. I don't know where he got it from, but this has got to be nonsense, isn't it? Well, he has been spouting a lot of nonsense recently. The amount of time I'll never get back listening to him discuss Dr Pepper. Um, <laughs> this this is equally crazy. I mean, the, the man's on what one hundred and twenty grand a week. Wait, what, DR? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think there can be anything in it. We need him for a start. But um, again, I'm talking about Benteke, not DR. Um, <laughs> we need DR as well. But um, yeah, 120 grand or whatever is on, I 
Besiktas can't surely can't afford to even subsidise a little bit of that. So I, I don't know where that rumours come from, but um, it was it, it did get some serious traction on Twitter. So mm, yeah, I mean, I I unless we were trying to free up funds to bring someone else in on a temporary basis, I'd, I can't really see it happening if I'm honest. But um, yeah, I'd be very surprised. But you know, we I, I still think we could do we're getting a striker in in January, but um, no. Other than Dominic Solanke coming in on loan, that's the only real rumour that's doing the rounds. But again, you know, that's someone who's unproven really at Premier League level and um, doesn't really fit the bill. So we need one of Benteke or Conor Wickham to rediscover form of old, that's for sure. Um, All the Palace team were talking on the YouTube channel today about um, their favourite Christmas movies. Uh, What's yours, Albert? Oh, that's a true... Yeah... There's, there's there's a lot of good ones. A lot of people say Die Hard. I flat out rule that out as a Christmas film. Not a single Palace player said Die Hard. I was going to say no one at all, which was the the main the main thing to take from that. Yeah, not even Luca. I'd I'd probably go for uh, Home Alone. It's probably quite a good one. Mm. Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol got a lot of love from Muppet Christmas Carol yes I think that was Lucy of um, Homesdale Radio of old Lucy um, I'm pretty sure that was her favourite Lucy I'm sure she'll love you calling her that <laughs> um, but pretty much everyone in the team said Home Alone Aaron Wambasaka went Home Alone 3 is that a classic Albert? not even seen it mate <laughs> Chris Greer said if I, ain't got, if I ain't got Macaulay Culkin in it I don't want to know Chris Greer said straight off the bat it's Home Alone 3 and Aaron Wimbersaka just like shrugged like yeah yeah what um, but the one takeaway other than of course Mike DR, uh, uh, Die Hard not being anyone's option um, Alex Ander Serlot said The Holiday discuss Mike I, I don't I don't even know what that is I, I, I noticed Jason Lakilo said that he doesn't watch films as well, which I thought was a pretty rubbish answer. Um, what is the holiday? I don't even know. Uh, Albert, you're the movie buff. Fill him in. Uh, I can't say I've seen it, but I, be, I be, honestly, I, but I, uh, I believe it's, isn't it a slightly uh, rom-commy Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, yeah. Kate Winslet and, and Jack, Jack Black. Bowen? Jack Black. Kiefer Sutherland? <laughs> Jack Black. Oh, sorry. I've, can you tell I'm tired? <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland. Jack Black. Yes. And, um, yeah, they, um, I don't know. They, it's just a very rom com type of thing. And it's, um, uh, basically, this is why Alexander Serlot doesn't score any goals. This is it. This is, you know, he's, if he's thinking The Holiday is his favourite Christmas film, he needs to take a long, hard look at himself in the mirror. And, um, he needs to take a holiday. Yeah, he needs to slap some um, aftershave on his face like Macaulay Culkin, like a real film, and then get into scoring some goals. <laughs> Mike, you enjoy some polite heckling, um, which is probably a nice thing this week after some of the heckling that's been going on recently. Yeah, just before I get to that, though, I do. if we're on the subject of Home Alone, um, <laughs> it's also been doing the rounds today that Axel Rose now looks exactly like the bird lady from Home Alone 2. And when you see the two faces next to each other, it is amazing. Um, no, no, no. We, we all know Piers Morgan uh, is the bird lady. It's after, after Piers Morgan, but this is even <laughs> even better. Um, but yeah, the polite heckler, after all the stuff that went through with like the Chelsea guy and all the abuse and stuff, to just see this guy from the Liverpool-Man United game 
and he just he's like two rows behind someone taking a throw. He just puts his hand to his mouth and he just goes, boo, once and stops. And it is absolutely amazing. Someone's done a boomerang of it and like no one else has found it remotely funny. But it is absolutely amazing. And as soon he just puts his hand straight back down and carries on watching the, uh, the game. Awesome. Well worth looking at. <laughs> that's that's uh, insight into where the Premier League will be in 40 years' time, when it's actually probably a European Super League. But boom, that's all you're going to be allowed to do. <laughs> boom ends. Yeah. Um, right, we'll end this part on <laughs> oh, the the Brighton Love Song on um, Twitter. Before, before we explain it, I suppose we should hear it. My girlfriend lives in Brighton, England. My girlfriend is chilling with her boyfriend because she has no idea I even exist, but she will the day I visit Sussex. My girlfriend loves Brighton and Hove, my baby, doesn't even know that I wrote this song about her, but she'll hear it one day when I save her from her misery. And people say supporting Brighton was a mistake. But I know that all of my hard work will pay off one day When I finally meet my bae, my girlfriend Must be getting high and watching Highlights from last night and whatever she's doing I'm happy for her when a New Yorker wants to say I love you We say you're I defer straight to you, Albert can I swear? <laughs> of course you can. What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> I mean, he has an overinflated view of Sussex, right, Mike? <laughs> I can definitely say he does. Yeah, first-hand experience of that. What, what's the context? Why is he? Why is he enamoured with this this lady from Brighton? It's no particular lady. It's just a lady what? that he doesn't know what? who she is, or she doesn't know who he is. And if you watch the video, he's actually gone to the effort of getting a Brighton shirt as well. So it's obviously cost him some money. Yeah. Well, um, he's the official um, Twitter holder of New York City goals. So um, he's set up his own fan club out there. I mean, what a dick. I, I could, I, we could, I could do a whole. I think I could do a whole podcast about what's wrong with all of that. The guitar's out of tune. The lyrics don't make sense. They don't even rhyme, let alone make sense in content. Did he talk about getting high as well while I was watching highlights? He said she's getting high. Um, it's just a bit so weird. So he wants a sort of crack addict from Sussex. There's plenty of them, isn't there, Mike? Uh, yeah. <laughs> come, come to St. Leonard's. You'll, you, you'll find one easily, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, I mean... I don't I don't really know what to say about this really other than how much I love the internet that the most liked tweet in response to this is as soon as he enters the country he needs to be put on a register <laughs> oh, the internet's ability to call everyone a nonce will never ever <laughs> stop me from laughing so uh, but let, let's tell that, tell that to tell that to Matthew Kelly <laughs> oh wow Oh, Michael Barrymore's swimming pool. Uh, <laughs> what, what I would say is producer Mikey from the review show is a massive fan. So um, I somehow think we're going to be chatting to this guy like in person before too long. A, ma- a massive fan of Matthew Kelly. 
I mean, probably, but talking, uh, a massive fan of this guy that sung, sung the song. Like, he's, he's apparently he's watched it loads of times and he's really into it. So, yeah, but he's a romantic yeah. sop, isn't he? He probably likes the he holiday is. as well. Mm. Right, that's enough nonsense. Let's do what we came here to do and talk about football. So, when we come back, we will be previewing the trip to Manchester City. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com. Ward pumps it back in again. Levy heads on to Dan. And they have scored. The referee looked to the assistant. The flag stayed down. Murray has given Palace the lead. Another setback for the champions as they bid to retain the title. Hutchinson has won the argument. And takes the kick. Right, I think there's only one place to start this week, and that is between the sticks. Many, many Palace fans got their wish and saw Vicente Guaita play um, after Wayne Hennessy suffered from back spasms in the build-up to the game. Um... <laughs> Albert, what was that? Back spasms? No, this is uh, no. In my head, in my head. I instantly said, well, what do you mind Hennessy for the past two years has given me back spasms? But I didn't say it out loud. <laughs> but then you just made me say it out loud. <laughs> so uh, we'll start with you. Vicente Guaita, what did you think of his performance against Leicester? I thought it was I thought it was very good. What I liked, whilst he obviously he makes that one amazing save that some people didn't seem to think was that amazing. It but, was amazing. You know, I... it was amazing. Uh, obviously, he gets a bit, a bit of bit of luck with the post helping him out but that's you know that's that's, that's just how it goes it's luck but, we we are well and truly owed i think luka milivojevic said that in his post match you know with yeah exactly and I, he didn't have a great deal I, I know he had a little wobble trying to do the what is now known as a spironi you know maybe trying to take getting a bit too confident with the ball at his feet um, but what i liked about him he just he was just full of Vim and vigor, and just looked really up for it, and looked like he knew that with the little that he had to do, he had to really try and sort of grab the grab the opportunity. And and I really I really liked how he sort of just carried himself. Yeah. He always seemed to be on his toes and alert and ready for anything. Like he looked like he could spring forward ten yards and pick out a you know a, a through ball over the top, or you know be ready to make a save from a long range shot. It just seemed to really have fluid movement wherever he needed to go. I was, very, I was very, very impressed. And you can see why um, from all those YouTube clips we've seen of him, you know, diving into the top corner stuff, how he is so agile and get around. So, um, yeah. What did you think, Mike? Uh, I, I, I think that the, the guys on the review pod discussed this pretty well. Like uh, Patrick said, oh, I, I suddenly thought of Speroni in 2004 at first. Um, but then he's, he's bought after that particular Incident, his balls out were excellent. Um, oi, oi. He, had, <laughs> he had he had decent vision, and then he obviously needs longer shorts. <laughs> and then obviously, awesome save. Um, I don't like the short sleeve goalkeeper look. That that that's the only thing I'm not too keen on. Um, personally, I can't see him staying in the side. I think Hennessy will be back, but um, I I did like the look of him, and I probably would. Uh, towards the side of having him in the side rather than Wayne. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought he had a decent start and he made Robbie Savage's team of the week. Mm. 
and he waxed lyrical. And considering he doesn't usually say anything nice about us whatsoever, you know, that's quite a compliment, I think. Yeah, he made the FPL team of the week as well. So um, not bad going for him there. And that is... Albert, if Hennessy is fit, does he go straight back in? Do you think that the shirt's still where he's after that performance or do you, do you think Guaita has to lose it now? Um, you can look at it two ways. You might say it's a bit harsh to... And I'm not I'm not saying it would be fair on Wayne Hennessy, but Wayne Hennessy's obviously used to being the number one. So there's an argument, I guess, to say chucking, chucking Guaita in against City at their own ground, you know, he might be on for a bit of a paste in there, no matter how well he plays. Um, whereas it's probably a bit more of a known quantity for Hennessy. Um, but that's a very, you know, short term looking at this weekend in isolation. Um, so we could go either way, really. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to call who I think it would be because yeah, he's, he's done enough to keep the shirt. But again, you look at the fixture and you sort of think, do you revert back to type a bit? given the fact that it's, you know, one of the hardest games of the season. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, do you think you protect Guaita by not playing him in this game and put Hennessy back in to take the inevitable pacing that's going to come? Or do you give Guaita a chance to shine? Because obviously the focus is going to be massively on whoever plays in goal because they're probably going to have to make a bunch of saves. Well, the, the thing about back spasms, and as a very lanky guy, I've had them, I've, and, you know, they can last a few days. I know that Hennessy has come back quickly from them before, but say he hasn't trained fully, then I'd go, I'd go with Goethe. But um, I would imagine we can all second guess Hodgson these days and he'll do the thing that nobody really wants him to do. And that's probably going to be put Hennessy back in. I, I think either way, it's a free hit for either of them. What matters is who's going to start against Cardiff really. Mm. Well, I'm thinking that the last, we lost 5-0 there last season. So I've lost five nil in twice in a row. Yeah, we? so that's so he's so, and then fifth five one four, in the league. Four nil. Yeah, four nil, five one in the league cup, something like that. So we're we're talking there in the last four. There, Hennessy's conceded nineteen. <laughs> um, is that? Do you want to revert to that type, Albert? Yeah. Well, well, hey, listen, you're you're assuming that I think we're going to lose. It's not it's not fair on either of them, really, is it? But uh, some someone's got to step up, and if you know, again, we're. Do we know if Hennessy's fit? Mm, not yet, um, because we are recording on Wednesday night. Um, I'm assuming Roy will probably either do his presser on Thursday or Friday. There seems to be no rhyme or reason to him at the moment. They seem to flick all over the place when he does them. Friday lunchtime. Yeah, so, yeah, there you go. So we'll find out on Friday, I guess, if he's fit to play. Um, another one who came into the team on Saturday and was my man of the match, was Martin Kelly. I thought he was brilliant in that game. Really, really looked after Vardy well, um, both in leg races, when he had his back to goal. Kelly just seemed to be all over him. And the only joy Vardy did get was the one time he decided to peel off and go up against Sacco, which is when Guaito obviously made that brilliant save. Mike Tompkins, arguably up until the end of the Burnley game, you know, he's in with a shout for player of the season alongside one Bissaka probably. Um, after those two games against uh, Brighton and West Ham, is there an argument for Kelly to keep his place? Well, after them two games, I think it was good that he had a he had a suspension because um, he, he definitely he had his two worst games in a in a Palace shirt. I think it really depends on who he's choosing as the keeper because I think what we've seen before with Hennessy is it's took a while for. Um, the defence to really gel with him and when the defence has been changed the communication has not been so great so it's 
it's good that um, Kelly and Goita together um, seem to fit together straight away. So I would say that if going with Hennessy, go back to Tompkins, but if you're sticking with Kelly, stick with Goita and, and vice versa because they obviously worked well together on Saturday. So Yeah, with... Um the suspension that James Tompkins picked up the yellow card Albert at the end of the West Ham game in the tunnel which he picked up do you think he was saving himself from another terrible game just say oh, I'll take the suspension I need the rest yeah potentially what did what do you do, do we know what what the actual offense was I, I know it's in the well apparently he was he was continuing to complain about the tackle for the second goal um so the the award for the free kick on Andy Carroll but I have no idea what he's complaining about because he fouled Andy Carroll <laughs> so he just went off and carried on having a go at um who was uh who was the ref in that one was it and Kevin Friend, Kevin Friend. Yeah. well um I, I I concur with you on the uh the fact that it was a uh, a free kick, so I, I can't. Um, if they, if that's oh what it's, dear, uh, sorry. To just which um, in the background here, I've got on Arsenal against Spurs, and and Deli Ali is just taking a bottle in the back of the head from the Arsenal fans. Um, oh, now he's holding up two nil fingers to the crowd. <laughs> it's it's all going off. I mean, uh, are they, they two nil up? <laughs> no, they are. Yeah, now Mkhitaryan, I think, has come over to him and said, what are you doing holding up two fingers to the crowd? Well, you know, he's just had a bottle thrown in his head. So obviously, it's only a plastic bottle, Allah, um, the Newcastle fan that threw one into Aaron Wan-Bissaka's head. And of course, CCTV, no, the CCTV the way it is these days. Sorry, it was Socrates having a go at him for doing it. But CCTV the way it is these days, you're nuts doing anything like this in a football stadium. It's 4K and you are going to get picked out and banned. Plus, I've got to say, those Evian water bottles, I've got a scar under my eye from when someone loved one and it, it swatted me right on the lid underneath my eye and there's just this gush of blood. So those things, they can be lethal. That's all I'm saying. Well, can technically, if you drink a bottle of water... Or if I'm assuming it's water or a soft drink, if you drink that plastic bottle of of um, of fluid and then throw it at someone, does that mean it's not single use plastic anymore? Is it a form of recycling? Well, arguably, um, but I I think you're going to be yeah. arguing that in a court of law when you're in front of a judge for throwing a missile, as it's called in football, and um, probably losing your job or something stupid like that. I either threw it at him or I chucked it in the sea. Which one is it? <laughs> Get in the sea. Uh, Mike, when when you, when you took this Evian bottle in the eye, was was this feedback about your band? Was you playing at this time? No, I was at school, actually. <laughs> I've, had, I've, had, I've had some projectiles thrown at me for music as well. But um, yeah, I, I've, got, I've still got the, the scar underneath my left eye. Yeah. Mm, wow. Well, there you go. Don't throw Evian bottles, kids. Um, so next we're going to talk about whether or not... Roy Hodgson's going to mix it up a bit. He's, I remember we went. He's uh, not. He's, he's we not. went to, I remember. Spoiler alert. <laughs> specifically one that springs to mind is Arsenal away last season where we went there and tried to go toe to toe with them and just got absolutely spanked in the opening 20 minutes and was like four nil down almost immediately. Yeah. Um, and obviously uh, I've talked about it a lot in the last couple of weeks about this trust the process thing. Um, I look back again to the Leicester game. Um, it's the second game we've won in four. And when I look at it, it's kind of a la Burnley, really, where we scored um, a cross-come shot, lucky goal, and uh, absolute wonder goal. We've scored a wonder goal again and really, really struggled to break them down. So the process still isn't working there as far as I'm concerned. But 
if it's going to work at any time, weirdly, Mike, is it against a team like Man City where trying to pass around a bit might actually work in our favour? Or do you just think that advanced pressure will just absolutely crush us? Well, that's what I was going to say. Um, I have just gotten to the White Russian, actually. It's, it's beautiful. Um, I, the game reminded me more of the Huddersfield game than anything else. Although Leicester didn't create as much as, as Huddersfield did. Um, it had the same, it needed that moment of brilliance that the other team didn't seem to be able to make. But um, we've done all right against the big boys this season. Um, and a sort of what is essentially counter-attacking football um, is probably the way to go. The only issue is that when we do counter-attack, we don't tend to do anything with it. So the plan isn't bad. If it was just more successfully executed, I think it would be the way to go. But having said that, I think it would take an absolute miracle for us to get anything out of the game. Yeah, I think it's only in the first season we went up there um, when we returned to the Premier League was the only time, I still have no idea how we lost that game 1-0. Joe Hart was given man the match for City and we we absolutely battered them. But then since then, we've just, you know, been torn apart every single time. Um, Albert, they've got to lose 1-0 at home at some point to someone, haven't they? Yes, somebody does need to beat them 1-0 at some point. But it's not going to be us. <laughs> but do you not think, you know, with the the nil-nil at Salas last season, um, Pep Guardiola, obviously, you know, on that famously on that documentary said that, you know, we're the, their toughest game of the season. Admittedly, he was talking about at Salas Park. But it's got we've got as much chance as anyone else in this league, really, when you talk about just how amazing they are. We just got to hope they're having an off day, right? Yeah, I mean, they've not been, whilst, they, whilst they've still been winning games, they've not been necessarily blowing people away um, in really dramatic fashion. Um, so, yeah, there's hope. If, you know, hopefully Zaha's back. And yeah, I guess I guess Roy will be, you know, really reminding the team of that fixture, you know, at the... Well, technically, it was this year, wasn't it? Or was it at the... Uh... Or was it just the back back end of two thousand That was the yeah, that was a nil nil. Yeah, right. yeah. So he'll 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 be reminding them of that and and hoping that we just, you know, as long as we don't go there and and get pasted four or five nil again, you know, it's I don't like saying it's a free hit because you want to go into a game and hope you can get something, but not many people do. You know, they've they've made way better teams than us look very very ordinary. Um, Everton gave it a good go at the weekend and you know the moment they got back into the game I think Sterling had been on the pitch what like a couple of minutes and with one of his first touches he you know he, he restores the margin so you know I don't think we need to be too too worried if we don't win but like I say it's, it's always nice to not get absolutely mm. trolleyed so fingers yeah, I don't for that. really like saying anything's a free hit in football because um where Hodgson seemed to say that Middlesbrough was a free hit in the last round of the Cup. Just think, we could be celebrating right now being in the semi-final of the League Cup if only we'd played a proper team instead of resting people to go and get beat 3-1 at Chelsea. I'm still I'm still not over it. I'm still mad. But um, fair play to Burton for making the, um, the semi-final of the League Cup. That's a huge achievement for them and it's something their fans will remember forever and they're obviously going to get a big two-legged tie. And financially, it will do wonders for them as well. So fair play to Burton Albion. Um, I think we'll finish that there so then we can come back and we can do predictions. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Congratulations to the 21% of people who were correct on our poll last week who said, I can Vardy believe it. Good win, 1-0, three much-needed points. But obviously, it's a much bigger task this weekend, shall we say. And um, 8% of you have gone for Roy of the Rovers for a Palace win in our poll this week. And 5% of people have gone Pep in the step for a draw. Um, This is where we start getting to the more nitty-gritty of it. And 46% of people have gone sterling effort. But, you know, we'll have that as a narrow loss. And then for the big loss, glad all over his owls. For those that don't know, they sing Pep, some Pep Guardiola songs to the tune of glad all over, which is, Albert, oh, is quite frankly unacceptable, isn't it? Uh, they should be ashamed of themselves thoroughly. Not only have they cheated their way financially with all these secret, secret projects, you know, they're picking on the little man and nicking yes, this. Albert, I'd like to um, sponsor you for uh, 10 million pounds to do this podcast i'm all up for it mate (laughs) you're my image rights as well exactly but um yeah 40 so 41 set well so that's 87 percent of you in total have gone for a loss and i don't think that's um unfair really sam heskiff who is gallivanting in a theater somewhere this week i'm not sure what he's saying he's certainly not the maidstone um uh what do you call it pantomime because that went bust this week did it Uh, it did, yeah. I saw that a lot. Hang on, there's two. There's is it the one with Richard Blackwood? Um, I don't really know. Right, there's two in. There's two. There's two pantos in Maidstone. I went to one. Not this weekend. Gone the one before because a, a relative is like he's a kid. He's a, like a dancer in the background. It was the biggest pile of shit I've ever seen. So if it's gone bust, I don't know what Richard Blackwood's going to do with himself now. Uh, Albert, what do you think Richard Blackwood would predict for the score on Saturday? Wouldn't be bothered, would he? he wouldn't care. He wouldn't. Are you actually asking what I think, or you? Yeah, go on, go on. Tell me what you think instead. Six nil. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna Ooh. be an up- it's gonna be an upset. <laughs> it's gonna upset me, that's for sure. Uh, Mike, what are you going for? I would say that the eight percent of people that have gone for a win, another white Russian, by the yeah. sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They must be getting the they must be getting the average up for the forty units a week, mustn't they? Um, I think I've gone for three 0 in the prediction league, and that's just kind of a safe bet, isn't it? With Man City away, nothing too bad. But yeah, we, we, I, I, I'd love to see a score, but I think it's going to be something to nil. Yeah, um, Albert, I'll change it in the prediction league for you because you currently have eight and a half nil. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, I've gone for something way more sensible. 
Yeah, so <laughs> um, Nick Gillard has gone for 6-2. Tim Warren, 5-0. Patrick, 3-0. Mikey, 5-0. Um, Mike, you've actually gone for 4-0 in there. So if you want to change that. Hambo's gone 4-0, Albert. Yep, you've gone 6-0. I'm going 4-0. Um, I think we'll we'll do well. And then last 15 minutes, they'll smack three past us and... It'll be extra frustrating because we'll probably hit the post at some point or something, and you know, look like we're in the game, and then um, inevitably lose to a big score. Sorry, sorry that we can't, you know, be a little bit more positive even after a victory last week. But, but there you go. Um, well, that's it. So when we come back, we will be wishing you all a merry Christmas. <laughs> Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Right, yeah, that's almost it for this week. Um, We will not be previewing the Cardiff or Chelsea games, I imagine. We're having a little bit of a Christmas break and then um, potentially back for a Grimsby preview. Um, See if we can get a Grimsby fan on. That would be nice. Talk to someone from one of the lower leagues. Um... Albert, I'm really, really disappointed that we've not had your Santa Claus impression this year. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, you're very close with Santa, obviously. Can you just give him a little nudge and um, see if he'll say hello to our listeners? I'll, I'll listen. I'll go sit on his lap, and if if I've been a good boy, which I won't <laughs> tell you what that involves. And Mikey, um, look, thanks for joining and all your efforts this year on the preview pod. Um, uh, and excuse of course, me. Excuse me. Yeah. Pleasure. Yeah, I'm getting to oh, you, Albert. You are getting to and me. Yes, you are. <laughs> and obviously, thank you to Heskiff and Albert and Patrick, who's also joined in once or twice this year. And um, and of course, producer Billiam in the background for all of these efforts that he goes in. You know, he's working on this for a couple of hours after we've all finished sitting down drinking extra beers to get those <laughs> units up. So um, thanks to Billiam as well in the background. And um, yeah, review show. Is it happening this Sunday? Does anyone know? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's still happening this week. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So review show is on Sunday, and I believe Love Sport has been on on Wednesday night, same time as we're recording now. So that will be in your inboxes to listen to as well for something slightly different. So, to Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, happy Kwanzaa and whatever holidays, or just you know, happy Monday if you don't celebrate Christmas. But. Um, Thanks for listening this year and um, we'll be back in 2019 for much of the same again. Merry Christmas, everyone. Until the next time, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.